Hi, and welcome aboard to Everybody Ships Us. I'm Shelley Norfleet. I'm Bonnie Dolan. And we are best friends and roommates, and that's it. We know everybody not so secretly ships us, which gave us a brilliant idea. We decided to date for one hour each week right here in our living room and see where it leads. And today's a very special date because we are back with our lovely friend, actor and activist, Alexandra Billings. You may know her from Amazon's Transparent, The Connors, Goliath, Never Have I Ever, How to Get Away with Murder, Diary of a Future President, and Wicked on Broadway. She regales us with tales from her new memoir, This Time for Me, and talks about the importance of asking for help in relationships. This Time for Me is available to purchase now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, as well as independent booksellers. Because what is dating if not giving each other live employee performance reviews? So let's do this. But we're not dating at all. I got my iPhone 13. You? I'm so proud of you. New phone. uh, Oh my God, that looks amazing. Thank you. Bonnie, that other phone. I know. Thank God though. It's tragic. it was really, it really was. Yeah, can you imagine okay. living like that? Right. I no, okay. No, I can't. Seven? Yeah, seven. <laughs> okay. Book. <laughs> okay, thank okay. you. You're yes. welcome. Yep. Yeah, it was just really pathetic that you <laughs> Okay, Shelly got a new phone from her iPhone yeah. 7, like a heartbeat before I got mine. It was like a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, it was a day and a I half. I still got it first. You did. So. Huh. did. She did. Bonnie, in all fairness, she did. So we are gathered here today. Oh, oh, all right. To ask you some questions. Oh my God. Okay. Are you all right, Pumpkin? No. Oh Lord. Because <laughs> we've recorded so much of this. It's so great what we recorded. It's oh, all, I mean, it's all quality. Don't get rid of it. No, absolutely because, okay. not. Never. Absolutely I loved not. it. It was so joyful and fun. It made me so happy. But so I figured fun. maybe. You know, I never speak this long to anybody on any podcast. I do know that. It's because as I, your I love you all. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, if anybody knows it, mm. you know it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, we should. Yeah, say, we, should. we should say that Shelly works as Alex's assistant. That's right. Yes, yes I does. I do. Yeah. Um, Bonnie works as Alex's boss. <laughs> Correct. Bonnie Alex works as my, my assistant. Alex is my right. assistant. Correct. <laughs> I'm right. Shelly's assistant. We keep it all in the family. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Well, uh, so, Alex, can Ish. you give Shelly a review <laughs> yeah. right now, yeah. live on air? Mm-hmm. How is Shelly doing as your assistant? Mm. On a scale of? Um, One to two. <laughs> yeah, one to two. I would say two. Oh, great. Okay. I would say two. That's positive. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, that's great. I would say absolutely two because I never have had to say, stop it. Mm. Uh, um, put that down. Mm, yes. Uh, or don't uh, hold up the 7-Eleven. I've never had to say any of those three things. That's positive. So that- for me, that's, that's winning, winning, winning. Yeah. I mean, that is what I, when I took this job. Those are the promises that I made. That's it. I'm glad that I'm upholding them. That's it. You know, it's really funny to sometimes be out here in the living room while <laughs> you two are FaceTiming and Shelly's in her room. Yeah. Um, she really is my assistant, everybody. That's not a joke. <laughs> no, that's not well, a joke. Because we keep, we've been joking a lot. So that's <laughs> yeah. actually true. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Bonnie. It's really funny to, to sort of hear sounds from outside because all I hear are the two of you <laughs> Saying nonsense things in 
weird voices. And I think to myself as I'm like pouring cereal out here, like, do these two ever get anything done? <laughs> well, we'll be on FaceTime for maybe 30 minutes. We'll have about five minutes of actual work yeah. discussion. That's right. And the rest is kind of us making faces at each other. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> we spend the first kind of like on the on a similar plane that you and I do when we first get on the space machine together. We we like to see each other very close. And so we do like slow close up eye nose. And so that takes a good yeah. It's, couple it's of a minutes. little time considering. Yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. That bit has to go on for as long as it goes on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It's actually difficult to get into the work stuff. I don't know how to transition no. out of all the weird That's stuff right. that we're doing into no, like, okay, so um, do you want to do this interview? <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> who is the person who makes it into work mode? Is Shelley. it Shelly? Shelly. Shelly. And Shelly has to go, okay. It's that <laughs> voice that now I know. Uh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like oh, that's okay. the, I'm like, okay. Yep. Now I have to do something. I Great. Guess. Now, now tell us what Shelly needs to do better. Mm. She needs to be in a place of French fries. I have no, <laughs> I don't have a thing. Here's I could be in a place of French fries. Be in a, be in a place of ordering, French fries. Ordering more McDonald's. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, if you ordered more McDonald's for me, that Mm. would be helpful. I was worried. I was worried it wasn't over. Also, if you don't look in my eyes, (laughs) Jesus, Brie, look at me. What I am? If you harder. (laughs) Yep. If you don't more intensely. Yep. Got it. If you don't keep your mouth completely closed, but breathe out of it. If you (laughs) don't. Bonnie, keep looking at me. Bonnie, look at Brie. If you, Brie, look at Shelly. If you, Shelly, keep looking at me. If you don't get in contact, Bonnie, look at me. If you don't get in contact, Brie, close your eyes. If you don't get in contact with Christopher Knight, close your eyes, Shelly. Bonnie, open one eye. And Peter, everyone close your eyes. Me too. I'm closing my eyes. If you don't get in contact, everybody open your eyes. Boom. If you don't get in contact with the Brady Bunch and that podcast thing, I will never speak to you again. Everybody take a breath. Good. That's good. That worked out. Uh, Didn't we decide that I was not the one to do that? No, no, no. You're going to do it. Didn't Billy say? No, he said you're doing it. You have to do all the podcasts because he doesn't want to deal with any of these people, apparently. It's you. But no, you said, actually, it's my job. Yeah, because you, you said, yeah, I totally just slide. Yep. You said you need, because you need, I don't remember what you said, but it's my job. I just remembered it <laughs> right as I'm talking to you. you know. Forget everything I said. So, so, okay. So, Rewind. Um, oh, Body, close, close your, your eyes. eyes. Close your eyes. Everyone close, close your eyes. eyes. Okay, now, eyes oh, open. everyone open your eyes. Open your uh, eyes. Okay. Eyes are open. I'm going to close, or I'm going to close the other eye. Okay, close your eye. Okay. Yeah. What was the original eye that was? Close. It was this one that was closed. The, right the listeners don't know. What, I don't know my right from my <laughs> left matter. in this scenario. It doesn't matter. And then I'm going to open both eyes and I'm going to look at Bree. Yeah, good. And then Bree's going to look at Shelly. Great. Mm-hmm. And then Bree, look back at Alex. Look at me. And then I'm going to look back at Alex. Oh, Shelly. No, fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Alex, keep what? looking at Shelly. All right. 
<laughs> Shelly, you look at Alex. Okay. Oh. You uh, close your eyes okay. and then open your eyes again. Okay. And then uh, Bree, look <laughs> softer at Alex. And then uh, look at Alex, but uh, not as intensely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and uh, now everybody look where they want to. Great. Good. <laughs> Did I rewind effectively? Yeah, yeah that felt good. Yeah, that was yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, solid yeah that felt really yeah. good. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so is it my turn to give you, uh, Bonnie, your, my review? Your review? Yeah, as your assistant. All right. Um, on uh-huh. on what, what's what's my scale? Um, one to seven. I'm going to give you a one. Wait a minute. Yeah. A one, a two, or a seven. That's what she means when she said one, two, seven. Thank a you, one, Alex. A yes. two, or a seven. That's my assistant, everybody. Reminding. I was just trying to clarify because yeah. sometimes Bonnie will say things that's like a little. And so I'm here to help. Okay. So one, hmm. a two, or a seven. Just yeah. wait for your review. Okay. Um, oh, I'm waiting. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm going to say you're also a two. Two. Oh, interesting. <gasps> oh, man. I got to take a breath after that one. This yeah. Is, what are the improvements that I have to? Um, okay. Well, look at me. <laughs> Now, everyone, look at me, but French. <laughs> Alex, you're not looking at me I'm in French. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm looking at you in French. <laughs> um, where, I'm totally looking at you in French. Where you could improve. We. Oui. <laughs> you're a little too French. So if you got it. You can be a little less French from time to time. Go, okay. We, uh, but look, look at me in French, mm-hmm. but do not be French. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and that's all, honestly, that's all you need to improve on. Okay. Okay. And I think you can get to a seven, two, a seven. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, Alex, it's time for your review. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. What scale would you like? I would like 17, 48, and (laughs) 95.4. 17, 17, 48, 48, or 95.4. Okay. The way. But, But not. In any order, just one of those numbers Great. that you um, will equate. 17. Great. And that means a hot what exactly? <laughs> okay, you should know what that means. I'm that's sorry. your first. That's, I gotta <laughs> that's your first problem. I suck. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, second problem, don't look at me. I won't. <laughs> don't ever look at me. Nope. You look at me too much. Looking at the lamp. Okay, don't look at the lamp. Nope. Okay. Look at anything else other than me or the lamp. Great. Or Shelly. Yeah, she's okay. looking at me now. Don't look that's at Shelly. I shan't. Okay. Yep. You can look at Brie and that's the only oh, person you can okay, look good. at. Okay. Hi, Hi Brie. Don't look at Brie. Okay. This is ridiculous. Don't I'm look not. at Brie. Nope. I'm not. All right. Yep. To wait, improve. Wait, real quick. You're, you're being a little too French right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, to improve. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you should never look at me directly in the eye. Where the fuck are you supposed to be from? <laughs> Not from? France. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere other than France. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and you need to determine for yourself yes. what 17 means. Oh, check. Yeah. Right. I totally get it. Review over. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good about this. I do too. I feel, I feel like really... 
can really I feel just... like we cleared the air. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I feel like. Yeah. Th- that sort of like just che- check-ins are great for relationships. I think so too. Of any kind. Yeah. Check-ins so and ratings. Oh. Ratings. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait a minute. We forgot to rate Brie. Oh my God. Let's oh my God, all sister rate Brie. Brie. Really rate hoping Brie. that we wouldn't. All right. So what sh- what's your scale, Brie? Oh God. That the three of us should um, rate you by. Okay. And we're going to rate you, just for clarification. Yeah. We're going to rate you as a human being. <laughs> That's what and we're... We, yeah. Once you give us a scale, yeah. we're going to count to three and all say our rating <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, go What's the scale, girl. <laughs> as a human being. 11. Yep. 28. Yep. Or 102. Great. Ready? One, two, three. Eleven. Eleven. Oh. oh. That was rude. Wait. I no, said, that's rude. I said 28. You, okay. Yeah. I thought that it was like the closer to one, the better. Yeah? No. I just picked hey, well, my favorite number. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> look at Shelly. Look Bri. at Shelly. She told me not to. Look well, at Shelly. That's why you got an 11, Bri, You girl. need to listen to people when they tell you to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Look at Shelly. Don't look at me. <laughs> I would like to look say, at the left half of me only. Okay. Wait, my left or <laughs> With your, your left? right eye? Oh, only. only. Wait, my left or your left? In Do you French. not know what my left is different than your left? She does not know how to take instructions. Why are you so argumentative? I'm changing my got- vote. I'm changing. My, I'm I'm no. eleven, and now I'm, I'm changing to mine to yeah. hundred and two because it's the closer to one, the better in my scale. Oh yeah, I'm still at eleven. I'm cruising at eleven. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That's, that's, not for you. That's, that's not for you. That's not for you. That's your, well, that's your one-eyed humanity. <laughs> Can I open humanity. My yeah, I don't see why not. Can, yeah, reviews yeah. are over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know why yeah. you kept your eye closed for so long. That was really embarrassing. That was, oh, really that, was embarrassing. that was odd. Wow. Uncomfortable and odd. <clears throat> so, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> you have relationships in your life. I have many. What's that like? <laughs> yeah, please tell us all of the relationships <clears throat> and rate no, each, and rate each of them, no matter how small. One on a scale of one oh. to two, one to two, two. Nice for all, all of them. All of them Every across the board. Two. two. All right, podcast over. Two. Done. I'm say two. Done. Say you two. know who you are. Yeah, I'm just gonna say two. <laughs> okay. I ha- I have a real question. All right, don't get defensive. <laughs> You're acting like my questions Bottom. haven't been real. No, they're know, right? everybody's questions have been real. All I just really want to emphasize I think that we all just need to like real. take a breath real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's right. It's very hostile in here. Can we just You're like right. You're right. inhale for three? Yep. And exhale. <sighs> okay, great. Sorry, Bonnie, go ahead. No, that was great. That was, Thank that you. was really a good job. Thanks, Sister Bree. Bree. I'm changing. Yeah. Be back to 11. I'm going to go to 28. I was at 11. I'm going to go to 28. I thought about 100. Okay, well, now I don't know if 102 is more right or Oh, uh, yeah. Right. That's, well, that's... You know I'll go to 28. Yeah. I'll just be across the board. I think 28 is... 28 safe? 28 is in the middle. It's not terrible, and it's also not perfect. Yeah. It's room for improvement, yeah. but also doing a good job. Yeah. That's right, Brie. Remember, what we're judging is your literal humanity. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, right. Your right? worthiness yeah, no, this, as yeah, a correct. human. As a human being. This yeah. isn't about you like being an assistant no, or activity. No. This no. is literally your humanness. That we're, okay, as an assistant. Yeah. As an assistant? Yeah. Oh, six. What's up? A four. 
of no. what? Easy six. Nine. Yeah. You don't get to know my scale. Yeah. No, we're not going to tell you our scale. Yeah. Four. That's for that the it. next the next level of Correct. assistantship. That's right. Yeah. Then you get to know the scale. You need to know and you don't need to know. That's That's right. right. It's above your pay grade. Yeah. Your book is coming out. Oh my God, your book. I know. My book is coming out. And actually, one of the stories you've told us today yeah. is in the book, yes? Uh, y- yes. The Club Victoria the story. The Club Victoria story. I think yeah. actually the Eartha Kit story might be in there too, but definitely the Club Victoria story. Yes. Okay. I When I read that story in your book, first of all, I love Barb. Barb is my hero. <laughs> She's great. She's terrific. She's a heck of a gal. She really leaps off the page. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm glad. I hear that whisper. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so She'll be so happy to know that. She couldn't, I can't tell you how many people that I've written about in the book that are so excited to read, you know, just their, their like, name. It's Sam. <laughs> it's me. Like, yes. I'm Sam. So wonderful. Oh my gosh. I, um, I love how you write these uh, relationships that you have with different people in your life in this book. Um, I, I'm especially fascinated by your relationship with Ginger Spice. Mm. And I, I love how this relationship spans all kinds of chapters in your life. And she seemed to always be there in in different forms and different ways for you, however you needed or didn't want to hear at the time. Uh, it Was that something, because you're writing from your perspective of this relationship and it's a memoir, I, I'm curious to know how that was for her as well. Were there times in her life where she needed you? Oh, boy. It's a brilliant question. Nobody's ever asked me that. I, I you know, Bonnie, oh, I really don't know. I don't know that there's a way to know that unless we asked her. She said to me once, this is such a great question. And talk about a tesseract. This she, is yeah, I'm well, <laughs> she, she said to me once, Although, I don't know. Ginger Spice was a pretty outrageous, hilarious human being. She would have loved everything that just happened. <laughs> she she said to me once, you pop up in my life at the most opportune and inopportune moments. <laughs> so, I, I think, like, she... <laughs> what does she mind me telling the world this? Uh, she used to love to go to um, truck stops and... Give truckers hand jobs in the bathroom. That was her favorite thing to do. <laughs> and so we'd be on our way home from, and she lived in Wisconsin, uh, this long ass drive from the club, which was called Club 219. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. I can remember that, but I don't know what day it is. Like, what is the matter with me? Uh, from there to like where she lived, which was like probably a good 45 minute drive. And on the way, there was this truck stop that she, and I would sit in the car. <laughs> I would sit in the car, like a good BFF. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. As all best. While your should. BFF goes in and gives the hand job to the truckers. We've all been there. I mean. Every Tuesday. Hello. <laughs> So 
when you ask me something like that, what I think of are the moments in our lives where at that moment, perfectly normal, like made perfect sense to me. This is before cell phones, right? So I'm sitting in the car trying to get the radio to work, you know, like, this is 409. Because there was nothing to do. So I think <laughs> looking back uh, on all the times we were together, I would hope that Ginger would say, you were there when it mattered. And also when it was like some of those times where you think she, she, she's going to, she's going to get in the car and drive away. Who would sit in the <laughs> car and wait for me to do this activity? Who would do that? <laughs> so hopefully I think that's what she would I love that because it's like, it just reminds you that a relationship is just a collection of moments. Yeah. It's just the everyday, the the everyday truck stop hand job. <laughs> hand job moment. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because this, this show that you have, and one of the reasons I love it so much is because you're not searching for a result. You're mining the journey. And that's what's always interesting to me about any kind of relationship is how do we stay... And I've been married for 25 years. We just celebrated 25 years together. And my wife, who I've known for 45 years, turned to me today, literally before I left for the McDonald's to get us all food. And she said, apropos of nothing, she said, I cannot believe how much I love you after yeah. 25 years. Uh. <laughs> And I stood there and I said, honey, it's the only, and if you read my book, you'll know this is true. It's the only smart thing I've ever done in my entire life. Truly. It's the only thing that I can look back and go, good job, Alex. Nice work. Good for you. That was really smart. Because relationships, as you two know, well, as the three of you probably know. I mean, the three of you met in the weirdest way. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Like before you were in the thing, yeah. you freaked the hell out of me because they what? kept saying, oh, notes. And we're seeing each other. And I'm like, don't talk to the serial killers next door. <laughs> don't talk to people around the corner. Don't, don't do that. You don't know. I have no idea who these people are. You should tell how you all met each other from next door. Yeah, we should. We have Because it's a fascinating that. story and it is about relationships. Yes. So Bonnie and I have been living here for... Four to five years. Four-ish, five-ish years. And we've had a couple of other neighbors come through. Um, and during the pandemic, is that when you moved in during the pandemic? No, we moved in summer of 2019. And how many people oh, wow. live there with you, Bree? Me plus two. You plus two. Three yeah. all together. Three total. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The three names. Um, yep. So they moved in and we never really interacted at all. Um, like at all, at because all. our doors are so it it was just awkward, and we were yeah. like, okay, well, maybe if we run into each other on the stairs, we'll say hi. But it wasn't it wasn't ever going to be a friendship. You mean thing. because you were so close, physically so close? Yeah, because our mean? doors open up to each yeah, other. They, right. Both so of our doors can't be yeah. open at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they live on the same floor in an apartment complex, and so when they both open their door, because nobody can see what we're doing, if they, when they both open their doors, they literally clang into yeah, each other. Yeah, we're at a ninety degree yeah. angle. Our doors. Yeah. But I remember when you guys moved in, we tried to introduce ourselves and it seemed like you hadn't wanted nothing well, to do with us. Okay, so <laughs> here's yeah. Yeah. here's what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I remember, I, okay, so when it's light outside, you can't see in through the screen door. 
So me and Bailey were bringing things up the stairs and we hear a voice from inside. From inside from this apartment? A- inside this apartment, yeah, uh-huh. asking I don't know. It was me. Okay. I, I said, don't know what hi. You said. I asked if they were moving in. They said yes. And I was like, oh, I'm Bonnie. And they said their names. And I was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. And they're like, but nice to meet you. And then they went inside. At all. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. Yeah. So so we didn't think anything of it. And right. we're like, all right, we're neighbors. We're not going to be friends because like, I don't want to. That's be weird. And who does that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Serial killers. And nobody really does Serial that killers. when you're talking about relationships, right? Nobody really does that. No. Nobody, sa- especially in LA. No. So nobody says, oh, I can't wait to meet my neighbors. Like nobody does. Yeah. That. I mean, when I was a kid, like I knew my neighbors, but because that's because I was the neighborhood kid and like I was always out in their yards and stuff. So like I knew of them, but I was never friends with any right. of them. And then. The world exploded. Yes. Yeah. Right. And we were all stuck in our homes. Talking about the pandemic. Yes. Yep. 2020, March 2020. And we were inside and we were bored in the house and in the house bored and trying not to die. Um, (laughs) And so all of us being home... We were like hearing each other more. Oh my God, it's the best thing. Okay. So you, when you say all of us, you mean you and Bonnie. Me and Bonnie. And then Bree and Bree, the other Moby two and Bailey. Right. Yeah. Great. Separately in our homes, just right. hearing each other live and yeah. exist. Yeah. Um, them hearing us <laughs> sing Wicked at the top of our lungs. Belting Defying <laughs> Gravity was, yeah. and then you guys were singing Paramore and that was like, all right, we need to. We need like these are the things that we like. So you heard right. So you heard this is what I loved. So you heard this familiar sound that brought you joy. Yeah. That you immediately the three of you went oh all collect yeah these these we're like we need to befriend them somehow because they seem really cool. Love that. Uh, On the opposite end of the spectrum, I heard them watching Glee, and I was like. Fucking nerds. (laughs) The one time we decided to rewatch Glee because we were in quarantine and what else were we supposed to do? Yeah, that's right. Everybody (laughs) like, it's a bunch of nerds. Everybody did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, But then one day there was a collection of, of drawings of, um, yeah, I love this. One of, one of the neighbors, Moby is an artist Yeah. and they had put out some of their work for us as a gift. And when you say put out, you mean like tape to the railing. Yeah. Tape to the railing. With like a little, note that said for apartment mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we thought or it was bleep out our apartment number yeah. andy <laughs> apartment <laughs> nice work delete um and we thought it was the sweetest thing yeah. and we were like we must retaliate but like in a good way you know like a good retaliation is always using a negative connotation yeah. i'm trying yeah. to take back the word mm, yeah. so we retaliated yeah. <laughs> reclaiming retaliation that's right that's right uh and we created uh we had nothing in the house um, the we have thing no ever. It's skills still in our apartment <laughs> yeah um, i remember <laughs> <laughs> so we made this little um this, it's like a like a sign that you can pin pictures to yeah. and it said apartment <laughs> Bleep out, out. number. <laughs> oh, Damn it. Lord. And we left it out there yeah. with a note for them. Yeah. And none of this, we had not spoken yet still. Hadn't even seen each other. Yeah. Right. Now, how did you feel, Brie? How did the house feel when you got the first response? Oh my God. When team? we saw it, it was, okay, because I don't remember what the note, it's in my house, I could read it, but it's just the sweetest little note. And we were like, oh, we're going to... We're gonna be friends, and <laughs> we're in a pandemic, and 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 we're gonna be friends with our neighbors, and it's gonna be so great. And oh then it God. it just escalated into it, we're gonna leave this for you, and you're gonna leave this the for us. Retaliation oh, escalated. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and then they left us like a collection of gifts. Like each one of them had like given us something, created something. Yeah. 
And we saw that and we were like, we have nothing. No creativity no whatsoever. No creativity, no Mm-mm. skills. Mm-mm. I asked for help online. I was like, does anybody have any ideas? I remember when you to- should have, they were so panicked <laughs> because I would, I, well, you guys won. And they would say, I would come over and they would be like, we got, we have nothing to give them. And I'm like, first of all, how do we not know that they're not going to kill you? And you're just like, well, so we don't. Alex is really, really concerned. You know, I know. I'm very, about, I have yeah. a thing. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. But they, and they were so, because the things you guys were doing were amazing. And their stuff, heartfelt. Yeah. <laughs> and amazing. It, it was, we tried. Heartfelt. Homie. It was cute. It was cute. It, it had the little homemade touch. Yeah. Um, but since we couldn't make anything or yeah. give them anything, we decided to invite them to a social distance stair hang. Cheeky uh, Luau. Yeah. Themed oh, that's cheeky. I didn't party. know that. That's yeah. Brilliant. That's brilliant. And we made, made snacks and drinks. And so we, we sat outside and we talked and we got to know each other and we realized we were all queer and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's really Well, no, at the time I didn't know Oh, that's that true. Queer. We realized most I of was us. the token straight. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then, and then the look. first of us to get a girl. So that's great. So you all <laughs> got together and indoctrinated this poor child. Yeah, that's right. The gay agenda. gay agenda. Show me the way. That's yeah. So thank God. You know, you get a toaster for that. Oh my way. God. Yeah. Incredible. What do I get? You nothing, girl. What? You get so, to be queer. Yeah, you get to be you uh, get to be discriminated K- against. You get to be K W E E R. Is what you get. That's what you get. K-W-E-R. So, so when you all asked, and how long ago was this that the luau happened? That was May of 2020. So this has been a couple of years now. So how do you men maintain this friendship, being so close in proximity with each other? I mean, do you ever get on each other's nerves? Is it ever a problem? How do you how do you do this? I mean, I'm sure there are like times. I, I'm a lot. I know this. I'm sure we get on each other's nerves as human beings, just slightly. But we've never had like a thing like we fight. need to yeah we need uh-huh. to talk out and 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 hash out or like take time away from each other well and even if there is an issue like we would come to the other person to confront that issue and then we move past it like yeah. it's never been a a thing where we do need to not talk to the other person's like this this was the problem that i had this is how i felt we're gonna move past it and we have yeah we're really good at uh, communication and i think being so close helps we i mean Alex hates this, but we just have our doors open. Okay, yes, but we I also have this. keys to each other's apartments. I don't care. So, okay. So we're just in and out of each other's apartments yeah. all the time. I pretty much live over in their apartment. Yeah. We early on we started just once we realized we were in each we, we were in the germ circle, yeah. our doors are <laughs> were doing nothing to prevent each other's spreading right. germs. Right. We merged the germ circles and then we were just living in each other's houses and we had basically just our house size grew. It's like one big five bedroom yeah, house. Yeah, like we've yeah. joked about like tearing down the wall. Yeah. To just make <laughs> access one easier. Big yeah. Do you think this would have, this relationship would have happened if there wasn't a pandemic? I don't think so. No, I, don't I don't think, think so. it would have. That's interesting. What do you think would have happened? I think we probably would have been neighbors. Yeah, I think we just would have lived our lives and seen each other in passing, but not really. I think because we had heard each other just living and we're like, these are, these are cool people that we need because we weren't home all the time during the day. And now all of a sudden we were, it was like, okay, so now we kind of know these people, but I want to know them more. And we did. So this idea that a relationship that out of great chaos can come great gifts, that out of things that we think 
this is the most terrible thing. And I'm not saying everything happens for a reason or everything turns out well. I don't believe in either of those things. But I do believe, and I do believe that through our journeying of things that we think in the moment are only one thing that is never, ever true. Even if it's fantastic, even if we think this is pure joy, that that's never true. No. Is there a time in your life that it, there was great chaos, but a great gift came out of it? I think it, that's been true my whole life. Truly true my whole life. And I, the only reason I... I'm able to say that with any sense of fact is that this is my second pandemic. This is the second viral pandemic that I've lived through. And in the first one, I buried every single one. When I was all of your ages, I buried every single one of my friends, Ginger Spice included. In fact, Ginger, when Ginger died, she was 24, 23 or 24 years old. She had purple uh, lesions, which was very common for people with HIV uh, back in the day before there was any uh, drugs, any sign of hope, uh, all over her face and arms and limbs as if um, she had been punched over and over again. Big bruises. She had lost, oh, I don't know. 30, 40 pounds probably. She weighed nothing. Her arms were so thin it looked like you could take them and snap them like a twig. She was so frail. And back then there was nowhere to put us, meaning because no one knew how you got the virus, because science changes, and it's never just one thing. The funeral homes, in our country anyway, said we're not putting those people in the ground. We could contaminate the earth, we're not going to do that. We don't, we don't know enough about this virus. And because families did the same thing, we're not going to bring this person into our house. We have small children. How do we know we can't catch HIV? Nobody knows that. There was nowhere to put them. Physically, nowhere to put the dead bodies of your friends and family members. So when Ginger died, I wrapped her up in a sheet on my bed, sewed it together, her and two other friends of mine, Daphne and Gloria, got in our car, their Volkswagen, their white, I'll never forget this. It was in the middle of winter because we had to roll, because Volkswagens are very small, we had to roll down the windows to stick her feet out. And then we drove down to the Cook County Hospital and dropped her body off at the emergency room exit and left it there because there was nothing else we could do. I tell you this story because... Through that trauma, I have come to embrace relationships in my life. That this relationship that I have with the two of you and now with your group of humans is part of the fabric that holds me together when I'm in plague number two. Because I know, I know that no matter what happens, no matter what any of us go through, no matter what we do to each other, no, no matter what we say, no matter how we behave, that all of us stand on a foundation of compassion and empathy. 
because we can all look back in our lives and find those moments of great gifts in the center of great tragedies. That's why I say everything, every event has taught me that. I had no idea that she died at 24. She was very young. Very young. And I think, Bonnie, that's the reason that the older I get now when I teach, and I teach young people who are that age, I'm, I, I can't let go of them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I, I'm so... It's why I want you to lock your damn door! <laughs> I'm so... Para- I'm out of my mind with worry. I think about you all. Uh, this is not a joke. I think about you all when I go home. And I think, did they lock their door? What if they didn't? How do I, how do I get them to lock their... I, because I'm so... I, I know that you're... I know you're grown people. I understand you're adults. I know you're responsible for you. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. And one of these days I'm going to come over here mm-hmm. and I'm going to try one of y'all's doors. And if it's open, I'm coming in. <laughs> you did one time. Right? You had, It was before we even met you. Yes. And you were in here for something and you had known that we didn't lock our door and you just walked into my apartment. Yeah, I did. And I was like, uh, Alex, hi. Exactly. Yeah. So I get it. But also it's just, it makes it easier for us to go and be well, with each don't other. Don't tell me that shit. To be fair. Because, what? Now that we've talked about it and other humans know we don't lock our doors, we have to lock yeah, our doors. Yeah, we lock good. our doors. I'm we glad they know that. I'm glad they know that. We live in a gated community with <laughs> extra we security. We live in Paris, Texas. I'm Paris, <laughs> Texas. Paris, Texas. <laughs> There's an armed yeah. security guard outside every door. That's me putting the code into our door. Beep, yeah, that's my beep, keypad beep, for locking beep, my door. Beep, yeah, keypad. Do if we had keypads though. Keypad for the garage. That's the Yeah. The other day was pissed at me because she the other day this was yesterday this was yesterday yeah, she, the, the other day it's the day that's she, not today yeah she needed to get into our garage and because we all communally store things in our garage sure um and so <laughs> she asked for help to break in and I was like do you just want the keys to go down to the garage do it yourself she's like well I don't really know how. so we went down and I like taught her and she was like this is too many steps. Uh, it, there's too many locks. It's too many. It's one, one lock. It's too many. It's, it is one, one. There's lock, like a metal then, thing yeah. that lick, that goes into like a uh, hook. Yeah. And the lock goes through that hole. There's yeah. one lock. Yeah. And that's how it locks. Yeah. And then you have to yeah. wiggle it out. Because you yeah. slide the bar wiggle out of it the, out. There's a bar that goes oh, into the, the, the building. <laughs> yeah. So you slide that out and yeah. that's what opens the door. Okay. Yeah. That's So she was pissed. I have to say I'm with Bonnie on Thank this. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Too many steps. Oh, because when you first eat, just after the first wiggle like I'm I'm I've checked out. You just stick the key in the lock, turn that's it. That's it. Boom. Period. End of sentence. Out. Nope. New that's paragraph. what I'm saying. New paragraph. One lock, open door. Bam. New Here paragraph. is my new paragraph. problem. Where's with the security here? in that? I'm sorry. Well, the lock is here? the security girl. Shelly is speaking. <laughs> is my problem. <laughs> With your garage Damn. You're the one that stores the most oh, in our garage. I don't pay for it. And that's another thing. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah, go ahead. Now. Is that spiders? Go ahead. Go ahead. Like live in that space where the lock is. Speak. And you can't see it until you lift it. Yeah, girl. So I agree that it's a bad situation. 
but also we're renting and we can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything about renting. it. It no, was like can't. that when I moved in. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So when you buy the the schmengi across the street, yeah, uh, we'll just store everything oh, yeah. in, in your house. That's an excellent idea because. Uh, my mother-in-law will be living with us mm. and she loves to organize. Perfect. Yeah. Of course, by that time, she'll be 108. <laughs> oh, perfect. My. Wait, for real? No, no. Oh. She'll be 80 something. Okay. Yeah. Are you excited to have her move in? I love you? her. So here's the thing. This is why. Smartest thing I ever did. Those people, they were complicated people. Make no mistake. My in-laws, complicated people. Um, however... When Chrisanne and I got married, my both my mother and father boycotted my wedding. Did not come. Those two people not only showed up, they stood by and gave Chrisanne away. That's sort of a an antiquated term, I understand, but that's what they were part of the ceremony. Mm. These two people. I've known them longer because my parents died. They were very young. They were only 62. My mother was 62 and my father was 63. They were very young. Uh, so I've been with my mother-in-law longer than I actually was with my own mother. So she's, yeah. You call her mom, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, she's part of me. She's the greatest. She's in the book too. I know. I love she's reading about her. Hilarious. In the book. She's the greatest. She's so supportive of Chrisanne. Yeah, she's really, uh, that relationship was a relationship. I mean, again, everything is, you know, nothing is one thing, but but she had the kind of relationship with her daughter that I would have loved to have had with my parent. You You can look at that family and know no matter what goes on afterwards, that they love each other. It's incredible. But you know, that's, that's part of the relationship, isn't it? The mining of the relationship, because I heard something the other day I thought was great. Um, this, psych, this psychiatrist was talking about patterns in our families. And you have, you go back and back and back. And you have people screaming at the generation ahead of them. You're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. You're stupid. Uh, you don't matter. Um, try not to be so melodramatic, you know, all these things. Go And you go and go and go until we get to you. And the psychiatrist said, somebody somewhere has to break the pattern. Or you're going to turn into that person. You're going to scream at the person in front of you. Somebody somewhere has to say... That's not true. I'm not stupid. I do matter. What I have to say can change the world. What I dream is possible. So I'm not going to listen to all those people behind me. I'm going to change the pattern. I mean, isn't that the gift of mining every relationship is how am I new in this relationship with you? How am I new in this relationship with you? How am I new in this relationship with you? How am I present? instead of carrying these bags. And it's, it's, it's also very difficult to break that pattern when you're, because you, it requires unlearning things. And how do you begin the process of unlearning something that you've been taught your whole existence and not just like with words, but with experiences and, and what you feel because words can, words are meaningless. People can lie, but feelings, what you feel and what you, you learn from those feelings, they, they, those are what stick with you. Well, and it's expectation too, right? I mean, and I know you know what I'm talking about, Angel. 
that there are expectations. People meet you and they look at you. They just look at you. Before you say anything, they have already made up their mind about you, about how smart you are, about how brave you are, Mm -hmm. about uh, how lovable you are, and probably about how much they can get away with. They think you're probably an easy take. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, those are all very true. Your job, I'm guessing, well, I don't really guess, your job throughout most of your life has been, okay, here we go again. I got to change the whole fucking conversation before it's even happened. So you have a whole fucking game plan that you've rehearsed. Mm-hmm. that most of the time works, but it's got to be fucking exhausting. And the thing is, girl, it has nothing to do with you. It's every other motherfucker that has put this on you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had, it's it's this, the code switching between every single person that you know and having to appease that personality. And I've done that my entire life. I'm unlearning that now, which is, we were unlearning things this morning. Um, but it's, it's, I'm never going to be done with it. And I have to consciously like remind myself, no, you don't, that's not even who, why are you saying those things? That's not who you are. You're doing this to make this person happy so they don't get mad at you. Mm. That's, that's all that it is. So then I feel safe. And yes. And so then when those, huge feelings of love or desire or want or need start to happen and you're with somebody in a relationship, you're traumatized into silence. Now, I can't really tell you what I need or I can't tell you what I, not what I really need right right now. Because if I do, then it's going to scare you away. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think also what might be missing from these kinds of conversations when we look at, when we start unlearning things is that often the people who taught us to believe certain things about ourselves have not left our life. So we're, we're still learning those things at the same time as trying to unlearn. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're in a stage of learning and then you're unlearning. It's learning and then unlearning as you're learning still. Yep. So it gets very complicated and difficult still to unlearn. And those people, that's brilliant, Bonnie. And those people may not just be in our lives physically, even if they're not here physically, they can still be in our lives. Those ghosts, they hang on for as long as we want them to hang on to. They could be long gone, but the remnants of what they're telling us is wrong about us, needs to change, isn't good enough, hangs on us like glue. Mm -hmm. The unlearning, and I think that's brilliant, Shelley, because it really is because we're we're obsessed with being learned, uh, obtaining, receiving, which is great. Curiosity is uh, 90% of who we are that makes up humanity. We wouldn't have half the things that we have if we aren't we weren't curious by nature but what we forget is that the stuff that we hold on to it doesn't necessarily make us bigger all the time it doesn't necessarily make us right all it does 
is make us heavy. We just have more stuff. The first thing we did when I parked the car was say, I said to you all, help me, right? Help me. I got too many bags. I need help. Fundamentally, this is the hardest thing, especially for queer people, especially for LGBT, QIA plus people to ask for. Like, help me, help me. It doesn't mean you have to take everything, but help me. It's a lot of weight. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, this is something I'm working on with my therapist right now, but is asking for help from even people that say, ask me for help. Tell me that you need help. Tell me what you're feeling. I'll be here. I'm a safe place to land and have proven time and time again to be safe places to land. And it's still almost impossible to actually ask for help when you need it. When after the fact, you know, like, oh, I was having a hard time. Like I was going through some stuff, but I'm okay now. That's okay. But in it, unless it's physically happening to me and I can't stop it. And at those times, you know, I've, I've had Bonnie and I've had Brie and I've had my people come to me, but because I couldn't ask for it, but they could see it. But mm. asking feels impossible because I've never been in a place, you know, to ask for those or, or when I have, I've been told like, oh, okay, well, we'll get you, you know, help later from other people, not me. I'm not going to be the one to help you. It, And so it, it's, and it's something, it, unlearning is not just something that you can do. It it's, takes practice. It's not natural. It's, 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 it's hard. It's really hard. And I, I agree with you, Shelley. And I think if we can, especially the marginalized, when we're asking for help, if we can t- remind ourselves that there are people in our lives who are saying, you know, the greatest gift you can give me, if I can help you, let me help you. That it's not about weakness or strength, that it's about service to the chosen family in your life. Give them the gift of helping you in a way that benefits the relationship. If we can stay in that reminder, maybe it will get easier. I have to go. <laughs> it's five o'clock. Oh my God. Jesus I know. Christ. And my I have a spouse <laughs> and she wants to have dinner. Thank I'm so you sorry. so much for being yeah, here. I, this was amazing. Yeah, it really was. Brie. I'm so glad you got a microphone. Me too. <laughs> I yeah, mean, damn it. Damn it. Love a Pete. Giving her voice. This has been great. Thank you for coming to the living I room. I loved it. <laughs> it's been, I've been waiting, you know, seriously, since you guys started this, this is how fucking weird I am. Since you started this thing, I'm like, why haven't they asked me? I don't understand why they haven't. Why haven't they asked me? Because you're Alexandria Billingsley and you have better things to do than that. That's time for us. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we will let you go, okay. um, but before we do, okay, we generally, sometimes yeah. we forget, <laughs> give each other oh, challengers to do throughout our week okay. that, you know, can help us learn about ourselves, learn about each other, or just our fucking random things that are fun to do. And when we have guests, we like to ask if they would like to give assign us our challengers for the week. Mm-hmm. Would you like to do that? So I'm going to tell, yes, I don't really know what you said, but- if so, I just repeat it again, I'm going to give you, what am I going to give you? Uh, a challenge, basically. Yes. We call it challengers because I misspoke the first time I <laughs> tried to talk about it. No, it's totally fine. Uh, I'm, yeah. And it's just something that we're going to do throughout the week and then 
on the next podcast, we come together and talk about it. And they can be the same challenger for both of us, an individual challenger. It could be something that helps us grow as a person or as a partner, or it can be just a like wear a funky hat, you know? <laughs> like past challengers have been like we had to learn German phrases mm. one week um, because we were talking about German. Or we uh, dressed like our dads and watched the Olympics. Yep. Uh, That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> We've also uh, been challenged to sit, stand in front of each other and look each other in the eye for one minute per day. So, like, it really spans. We failed that challenger, but uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> besides that. Yeah. <laughs> it can be literally anything you want to force us to do. And if we don't do it, we get a punishment Ooh, by that's me. That's sexy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. By me. Oh. <laughs> Even more sexy. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Now, can I tell you what yes, it is? Right now? Yes, right okay. Reveal your challenges to us. So this is for the three of you. <laughs> Brie Challenger. Brie Challenger. <laughs> so Brie. Damn it. Okay. This week, three separate times, I want each of you to do a selfless act of humanity that does not center around you. So three separate times, I want you to do a selfless act of humanity that does not center around you. Each of us individually Correct. do this three you times. Correct. You do three, you do three, you do three. Okay. And I want to hear what they are. Great. Oh, God. You'll hear about it on our next episode. And if like we it. fail this challenger, we're shitty people. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, the punishment great. is that we're trash people. <laughs> That's correct. The punishment is that everyone knows how garbage we are. Exactly. <laughs> our moral Ooh. high grounds are so very low. So is this selfless at all? No. <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands. All right. Well, we love you, Alex. Thanks for coming to live. I love you all. Thanks love for asking me to be here. Anything to say to the people before you go? Yes. My God, your book. You can buy my book <laughs> for the love of Pete. It's, oh, we have never said said the name of this no. book. It's called This Time for Me. It's called This Time for Me by Alexandra Billings. By Alexandria Billingsley, and it is um, that This Time for Me is a line from a song called Rose's Turn, which is sung by Mama Rose from a musical called Gypsy, and uh, that musical is very important in my life. And Joanne actually came up with that title; I thought it was genius. Um. So yeah, buy the book. Um, now, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say what I always say when I sign off to you humans, which is remember that you are made of stardust. And because that is true, anything is possible. I was hoping you'd say it. Bye! Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmangy Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier. Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us, and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.